Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself to do a little checklist. We're going to do a top 10 checklist for retirement preparedness. Yeah. We're going to break this over two podcasts, Phil, so that we don't get too long-winded. <laughs> yes, yeah. We, we, we tend to be that way, but that's good. Gives, gives right. more information. So. That's right. So uh, we're going to break it into five and five, and we'll just go through kind of a 2023 edition, if you will. Mm-hmm. We'll just run through some things to think about uh, as uh, this is our, I think the time we're taping this, this is going to be our first week of February podcast. Yep. So still plenty of time in the year, obviously. So some things to run down and knock out. How you doing, by the way? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Awesome. Had uh, We were talking about the weather yet yeah. again. It's dreary here, but I see it's sunshine through the blinds behind you. So. Yeah, we've got a sunny day today. It's cold, though. It was uh, yeah. three degrees on the drive-in this morning. Oh, never mind. So. You can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the key around here. If you see the sunshine, it's going to be chilly. Cause That's right. That's it's been right. a clear yeah. night. Uh, all, all my many, many, many years are right there next to you. I, I lived there. I was like, yep, I'm, I'm good. Don't, don't miss part. that scraping the ice off the window. in the morning. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm all right with that. I'm all right <laughs> with that. So let's, let's get started here so we can knock this out. Um, sure. let's go through the top 10, but we'll do the first five on this episode. As always folks, if you know, consider subscribing, if you haven't, we've been seeing a few new subscribers on the YouTube channel. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, and, uh, let's just jump in. So income sure. number one on the list, we talk about it all the time. It's King. Yep. You gotta have you gotta have some money even when you no longer work, and uh, you know. So, how much do you actually need to function your lifestyle or to fund your lifestyle? Most people get this wrong. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's you know the, the old concept to start with the end in mind. You know, what what does that retirement vision look like for you? And that's I think where a lot of people kind of fall flat in the beginning in this planning process is really spending some time doing that. I mean, right. you'll yeah. look at statistics. There's most people spend more time planning a two week vacation than they do planning for retirement, you know, but awesome. you need to understand, Hey, what is, what does retirement look like? Sit down. If you're married, do this, please sit down with your spouse and have that discussion. Cause I can't tell you how many times in the beginning processes with a client, we start talking back and forth about this. Well, what does it look like? What's it going to cost? And, you know, one spouse looks at the other and says, I, I had no idea you wanted to do that. Right. You know, which is great. We're bringing that out, but have that discussion early on. So, you know, what does it look like? What am I retiring to? I'm retiring from everyone knows what that is. They can't wait to quit the job. Right. Right. But what are you going to retire to? What are you going to do? And then that's going to determine how much do I need to do that? And, and, well, and can the, the plan work? And the funding, what we tend to do, Phil, is, and it's natural, we tend to go yeah. after the the things we see every month. We tend to right. say, okay, well, I need this to cover the mortgage, and I need this to cover yep. the two cars, and I need this to cover all the utilities, you know, and, and we've talked about it a bunch of times, like I yeah. use the Amazon reference, how many times does Amazon show up at your house? That's right. You know, and even if you're one of those who are like, I'm tired of using, you know, but you get the idea. It's a nickel and dime kind of world, and yes. that's when you, you start to really go through the income planning section and, and really look at what people are bringing in and what they're sending out. And most times they're shocked to go, God, I didn't realize I spent that much money. Right. And and that's always the challenge we run into. And, you know, and ask, what do you think you spend? And, you know, everyone underestimates. It's just what we do. We don't realize what we spend. I mean, our process, once we've gone through that is then I want to look at a tax return, usually the last couple of years to get an average. And based on a tax return, I can figure out here's what your income is. I know what taxes you paid. Right. And at the end of the day, this is the net cash you had available last year. And it went one of two places. You either spent it or you saved it. 
Yeah. And if you can't point to a bank account and said, well, yeah, I put, you know, $500 a month in that account and I didn't touch it. It wasn't the money that I used to pay my property taxes or whatever. Yep. Then you spend it. You know, it's just don't underestimate the number, please. It's you're going to get the wrong answer every time if you do. So, and so that's a big one. So that's certainly be number one on the list. Know exactly how much income you're going to need every month in retirement. So again, this is a retirement preparedness checklist. So number two, all right. So we got this collection of stuff. We got these accounts. Mm -hmm. Which one do I pull money from first? Yeah, and that's that's always one of the next challenges. Is well, here's what I need. Look at income sources, social security, pension, and we'll get to those in a second. But then now that I know how much I need to pull from investments, well, where is it going to come from? Yeah. And there's a lot of thoughts and concepts around here. The old, what used to be the 4% rule, right? Just take out 4% and you'll be good. But the better option is have a strategy. No. And again, this comes back to having that full financial plan to understand what do I need? Here's the income sources. Here's the shortfall I have. And that's going to vary throughout the plan. But right. have specific yeah. plans. Again, where is it going to come from? What yeah. accounts am I going to pull from first? And then make sure they're structured in, in such a way to be able to handle that. And that's what they're designed for. Yeah, because it, it it will matter or it could matter which one you're pulling from, from a tax efficiency standpoint. Yep. And it's also going to affect some of the other things on the list. So it's not yes. just, well, I've got this account. Let me grab this one first. Uh, it may be because it may fit. Number three may factor into number two, which is social it, security. So it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you taking from? So, so security is number three. Yeah. And we always, you know, in, in the class, we talk about which horse are you going to ride first, right? The social security right. horse or your assets. Yeah. And then it comes right back to that income plan. If, if you've run the math and looked at social security, life expectancy in your scenario and say, yeah, it makes sense. I'm going to, you know, at least one of the spouses, maybe wait till 70, maybe both, depending mm-hmm. on the situation. You know, if you're going to do that, well, now you got this gap, there's this hole, so to speak, in income. If I'm not pulling social security, where's the money going to come from? Right. You know, yeah. but maybe you've run the math and it doesn't make sense in your scenario, or you're just not comfortable pull, pulling that amount from your assets first. Well, that's a different strategy. Now we've got to handle investments differently from a risk, from a tax standpoint to make that happen. Because mm. a lot of people you'll hear advisors talk about, Phil, well, let's let's try to hold off on Social Security, mm-hmm. try to get to that max number because it could be a really big number. And it can be, but mm-hmm. maybe it makes more sense to go ahead and tap into that first at a lower number than touching your own assets. And again, everybody's different. So you won't know until you start breaking it down, right? Correct. You, you have to run the math, you know, and I, I always joke and, and say, look, if you don't like math, then this is going to be a tough process because unfortunately, <laughs> well, that's why you're here. There's a lot of math that has to be run. Right. And that's exactly, that's why we have financial advisors. I love math. To me, this is chess. You know, I like to be able to move the pieces and understand if I do this, then this happens. And right. that's all part of building that plan. And it, it, it starts with having the plan, but then, you know, the nitty gritty, the next stage is how do you make that plan work? That actual implementation, like building a house, right? The blueprint, it's one thing to have a blueprint, but now you got to have somebody that's going to build it according to that blueprint and then have flexibility along the way. Yeah. And you don't want that to be me uh, because (laughs) my angles are not, uh, are not as good as they could be. Although my brother and I are going to try and build a little small addition to my, uh, to my studio space here. So we'll, okay. We'll see how that works out. If it's crooked or not, I'll, I may let you know. That's what they make levels for. So Exactly. He's like, I'm buying us a couple of things to make <laughs> this right. And I'm like, yeah, we got to make sure we do that. Level in a square. That's right. Uh, all right. So that was number three. Number four. 
longevity risk. So this is the great multiplier to yes. everything else. Have you truly addressed it? Because whatever you figured out for income, whatever you figured out for the social security strategy, whatever you figured out for, you know, yeah. X, Y, Z and so on and so forth will be exponentially changed. If you only figured it out to 75. Exactly. I mean, it's you know? very similar to that, that first, you know, point of how much do I need? Right. If you underestimate income, you know, the plan might look great, but the reality is when you get there, if you're spending way more than that, that's a whole nother scenario. Same yeah. thing applies with longevity, right? I mean, if you say, oh, you know, my, my parents never made it past 75 or, you know, in our family, this is kind of the longevity and that's what you're using, then you've got to be really careful not to say oh, yeah. that's not something to consider. Right. But it's right. Right. Just yeah. understand longevity in your scenario specifically. You know, well, that's why you stress test things, right? You, you do different absolutely. scenarios to say, okay, let's go 80, let's go 85. Yep. Let's go. If one person passes away so that we see how it affects the other and you know, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. And it's all of these are never a set it and you're done. This is the plans done. It's a matter of what's the strategy? What makes sense in the beginning? Let's get it in place. Let's stress test it. What happens if, right? What if you plan to 75, but you live to 80, 90, 95, what happens then? You know, just right. run that math and know this is what those scenarios look like. So that in the event that happens to your point, this is that multiplier, right? If you live that much longer, now it's going to have made sense maybe to do something different with another part of the scenario. Social security, for instance, the longer you live, the more heavily you would rely on social security, then right. that makes more sense maybe to, to delay it. So, and you've got to address the, you know, the other things in there that are going to shift as we, if we do live longer, because right. yet you're not going to be maybe necessarily taking the trips that you were taking when you were 68 or 72 or 75, right. because you're now 88 and you're like, well, I can't get around as much, but your healthcare costs could be more. So exactly. I was going to say, typically we don't plan for a lot of difference in spending throughout retirement. I mean, well, early stages, a lot of times put in travel because somebody yeah. has specific travel plans, you know, for the first 10 years, we want to you know, spend an extra five, 10,000 a year traveling, whatever it is, because right. they want to do more vacations. Right. But yeah, as you age, things are going to change, right? You've got the early, early years, you're spending more kind of the middle years, you slow down a little bit later on, you're really not doing a whole lot, but your right. shift in, in spending is, is going more to medical, right? Now right. you're seeing the doctor more often, maybe more prescriptions, maybe you're needing some rehab. I mean, there's all these other things that come into play. So having that built into the plan, understanding it up front, stress testing it to make sure you're not getting all of this is you don't want to get caught by surprise later on when maybe it's too late at that point. Maybe now you're kind of stuck yeah. in a scenario that you you don't have that flexibility to change. Yeah, it was like $300,000 out of pocket per person a number of years ago. Yeah. It's probably it's only going to get worse. Yeah, right. and that, that was just looking at purely the cost of Medicare, Right. You know, your supplemental in, in deductibles and co-pays, you know, yeah. that not looking at long-term care. That's a whole nother scenario. Oh yeah. Big. And, and it's a bigger animal all the time. It, it's so. com Yeah. And it'll be on different. our, it'll be on our next, the next podcast on the next set of the other next set yep. of five. So we've got that in there. We'll get to, uh, so that was one through four. So let's do number five and then we'll kind of put a button on it until we, until sure. next week. Uh, but, uh, market volatility is number five. Am I prepared for market volatility? Be honest with yourself, folks, because you know you're not. At least most right. of us aren't because you just went through 2022 and you were probably not happy about it. And we've had already, you know, in the first month of this year, seen some pretty wild swings. It was, the other day it was up yep. 3 or 4%. Then the next day it was down 2 
Yeah. And it's just, we're still not there yet. So you've got to have a grip on this, Phil, because you want to be able to retire in any environment. So right. if you retire, if you're planning on retiring later this year and you're worried about the recession conversation and you're worried about this, that, and the other, yeah. and you're thinking about delaying all that, well, then maybe your strategy wasn't help, set up to help you survive any of that. I get the nerves. I really do. Yeah. Yep. But you got to have that strategy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, another stress test you have to run in the plan that market volatility is just reality of investing. It's going to happen. You know, typical retirees are going to run through two, three bull bear market cycles. Yep. This up and down ebb and flow of a market. It's what markets do. I mean, it's nothing new. We've been through this how many times? We, you know, well, we've we know. Lost the, we lost the discipline, though, Phil. We got so yes. used to that 13 years of yep. goodness after the big crash back in 08. It, it's yep. easy. Our brains tend to forget yes. what's right in front of our face, right? Well, it's, it's called recency bias, right? We all get used to what it, was yeah. happened last year and the year before. And, and the longer that goes on, we get comfortable. It's like, oh, yeah. this, is, oh, this yeah. is no problem. This is easy. I can do this. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden reality sets in and well, yeah, you can, but volatility happens. Anytime a market earns above average returns, what they've averaged over the historical periods, get ready to give some of that back at some point. That's that's averages. That's what's going to happen. It's going to come back. And that's what we're going through. So it, nothing new, but you have right. to plan for it. And that's what being too heavily weighted yes. you know, in 20 and 21, because it was you know, basically it was doing pretty well, even after the pandemic, the short dip right. in the pandemic. And we've talked about this a number of times, but you got comfortable, you left it alone. And then in 22, yep. it kind of baby bit you in the butt, right? Yep. So that's where you've got to have different strategies, different buckets, you know, different allocations. Everybody's going to be a little different. Don't be the exact same as your neighbor because they're yep. heavily weighted in this, that, right? You. That's why that strategy is so important to figure out what can you do for all of this? Because when things are up, Right. We want to have we want to have that yin and yang. Right. You want to have the yin and yang. And a couple of things that play into this. Number one, this really ties back into number two, where we talked about okay. which account we're pulling from. Right. Okay. Taxes point. play into that heavily, but also market volatility. We use that now soon and later bucket concept. We talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the money we're pulling from totally different investment strategy than money that we're going to be using later. 10 more yeah. years down the road. And most of us panic and sell out of the market when it's not at doing well. Time. And that, it's all the emotions. our later yeah. money usually because we're, yeah. we're, we're looking at it like it's our now money because we see Correct. it now dropping today and yeah. it doesn't make me happy. Uh, but it's really that later money that we're we're kind of robbing ourselves. Right. And it's the, the, the challenge that we face with this too is you need risk when you get sure. into retirement. It, it's yeah. just part of it. We have inflation, right? I mean, this year, that's coming back to reality again, too. We've got comfortable with as low, way below average inflation for years, and that's not reality. Yeah. You know, we're, we're starting to come back to way, way above, right? It moves in these big cycles. The reality is you have to plan for inflation long term. Well, that's the later bucket. You need yeah. risk, but it comes back to understanding what you're comfortable with, your risk profile, making sure we're managing it. How much risk do you need in your portfolio to make the plan work and to make sure it's positioned the right way? So it's not a easy set it and forget it. Oh, I'm a moderate investor and I'm going to take 4% out. Right. Will right. it work? It, it may, you know, it kind of depends on the market and yeah. it's an easy plan. Sure. You know, but you've got to understand, do I want easy or do I want something that's working and, and going to give me the comfort level to know I can handle these ebbs and flows in retirement? Cause it's, you plan up front and then you start walking the path and it's going to change down the road. That's just part of reality. 
Well, and we'll get into the number, the next one, number six, which is inflation on the next episode. So we'll we'll get more into that then. Yep. We'll jump out for this week. So thanks for hanging out with us. That's the first five of the retirement preparedness checklist. Uh, I mean, it's all basic concepts we understand, but what are we doing about it? Right? So Mm -hmm. we got to make sure we address these. These are the first five you want to address. You want to get those addressed in your retirement strategy. And if you need some help with that, definitely reach out to a qualified professional like Phil. He's been doing this a long time, helping families get to and through. Uh, the retirement journey. So you can find him online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can call him at 248-888-7530. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. So we'd appreciate you. Phil, thanks for hanging out, buddy, and going through this first half. I'll see you next week for the other half. All right. Have a good day. All right. We'll catch you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.